triumph in the trap. This is a dog. <laughs> Do you believe in miracles? Hey, I play chess, but only in 4D. I'm by myself, but they think I'm 4D. When they see me online, they think they know me. Go ahead, like and subscribe. You gotta show me. I applied pressure and they tried to reject it. Clearly, ain't see I was a diamond, so they didn't accept it. Told me I was a failure, so I said, F it. Might even start my own school and teach them a lesson. Yeah, I'ma call it South Harmon. Huh. Fly down south and get the south popping. <laughs> One day, I'ma give you a walkthrough and introduce you to this walk too. <laughs> I know you lost, that's just dynasty talk Cause you can't start no franchise without no dynasty talk I took a break from the game, they throw my dynasty stop Till I came back like Wimbyama, I feel like Coach Pop I can't say that I'm the GOAT, cause you ain't gonna agree But if I own my own farm, I can make the GOAT Me, the ladies love the beard, and they used to love the goatee That's when I was a lamb, burning music on CDs I wasn't born in 88 December 87, I was 16 days away Might fly to Dallas, why not? I just got paid today When I land this dirt statue, I came to fade away Check the timeline for the stories and the play-by-play My life a Patreon link, you gotta pay to play I worked 16 hours, boy, that's an 8 and 8 X-Factor like Dez Bryant, my boy 88 Why dream light when you living like a heavyweight? This ain't a one-week thing, we grind like every day They know my destination, Devi, like I I hang with Ray. If they ain't know my name, I bet they know my name today. Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today. Drop, drop this on Fizzle Friday, cause that's my favorite day. And I'm gonna do it my way, cause that's my favorite way. They tried to put me on the shelf like I'm layaway. Told me it ain't no way, so I made a way. Huh? Welcome to South Harmon, I'm glad you're here today. Welcome to South Harm and I'm glad you here today. I'm glad you here today. Welcome to South Harm and I'm glad you here today. I'm glad you here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay. Huh? Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today. <laughs> hey, what is up everybody? Welcome to the very first waiver wire week show uh right here on south Harmon. it is eric vanek here with you guys uh you can follow me on twitter at eric vanek nfl i am the host of america's game you can follow the america's game pod um, on twitter as well at america's game pod make sure you guys follow uh the new south Harmon twitter as well it's at at south Harmon ff so we got fizzle running that right now for you guys We'll be posting up everything that we got going on, YouTube-wise, podcast-wise, the whole shebang. So everything that's going to be South Harmon will be on there. So make sure you guys give that South Harmon Twitter a follow as well. Obviously, we have the South Harmon YouTube as well, South Harm, uh, at South Harmon FF on YouTube. Um, so make sure you guys check that out. Every sat, uh, Sunday morning as well, myself, Adam, and Mike, the 4D Chess guys, we're doing a live start sit, start, sit show for you guys. Um, every single Sunday uh, from noon until kickoff just about. We cut it off about you know, five to ten minutes um, before kickoff to lock in your lineups there. But every Sunday morning, 
every single week this season. We're going to be coming to you guys this year for that. So make sure you guys check that out on Sunday mornings um, and tap in with us. We got a, a lot of good stuff going. This week's um, episode went pretty good. Um, I thought everything went pretty smoothly. A lot of Deion Jackson questions, a lot of... Uh, uh, there was another result. Oh, Traylon Burks was in there a lot. So a lot of a lot of uh, interesting questions that could definitely help you guys out uh, with your start-sit decisions in your leagues. We're more than happy to help you guys out on that. Uh, but this waiver wire show, I'm just going to kind of give a brief synopsis of what I'm going to be doing here. Me going over redraft and dynasty stuff here for you guys. So... Obviously, we'll hit a little bit of the redraft stuff, and then Dynasty. Dynasty is more going to be probably like your deep stashes, guys who may be on your waivers in your deep Dynasty league. So I kind of want to hit both for you guys. So uh, first things first, though, with the injury. So the really the big injury this week was J.K. Dobbins' torn Achilles. Uh, I know I've talked to Scott Connor about it a little bit. I think he said any third or fourth gets J.K. Dobbins. He's just selling them. So I'm kind of in the same boat with Scott on that one. Go ahead, sell your J.K. Dobbins for any third, any fourth. Just get out whatever you can get, you can get. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with it, too. I'm, I'm just kind of, I think his career, I, mean, I don't think want to say his career is going to be over, but it's definitely not going to be anything close to what, uh, what it could have been after these two catastrophic injuries for him. And especially with the Achilles, uh, we've talked about these running backs that have come off Achilles, Cam Akers, um, there's been a, been a couple others that have come off Achilles, Marlon Mack. Um, they're just not the same. And so this is going to be a really, really devastating injury to J.K. Dobbins. Um, not too many other injuries. Like we had a Deontay Johnson uh, hamstring pull. We don't know how long that's going to be yet. That could be a month. You know, that could be a, a one that lingers here for a while. Uh, we got... Uh, Jacoby Myers had that concussion. I bet he misses a week. So there wasn't too many like con uh, catastrophic injuries other than J.K. Dobbins. So uh, we did survive week one with that. So that was good news so far. Um, all right, so we're going to hit the quarterbacks here first for you. Um, so redraft quarterbacks. So this section is going to be kind of just some guys that might be on your waiver wires. Um, if you're streaming and redraft, that could be there, uh, could be a good option for you this week. So first one I had was Baker Mayfield. He's starting versus the Bears, and they, excuse me, they just got torched. So, you know, Baker Mayfield, he can throw the ball to Godwin, to Evans, Rashad White. Uh, Kate Otten was out there a bunch this week. I mean, he can just hit those guys this week um, against the Bears and their crappy defense right now. Um, I think Baker Mayfield could be a decent streaming option for you if you're uh, looking for a guy. Uh, Ryan Tannehill as well I think could be another good one. I know the numbers weren't great this week, um, but they are facing the Chargers who just gave up 440 yards in the air to Tua. Um, and Ryan Tannehill has Traylon Burks. He has DeAndre Hopkins. He has Chig, who, you know, Chig didn't do anything. Westbrook Akine was uh, pretty involved. Derrick Henry caught a couple passes. So I think Tannehill can at least be solid for you if you need somebody um, this week. And then the last one I wanted to bring up, if just in case somebody drops Daniel Jones, um, I like him this week against Arizona. So I think Daniel Jones, I think you just get right back on that wagon. I don't know what happened last night. That was just catastrophic, but... Um, I think Daniel Jones gets it right this week against Arizona. And then a couple dynasty guys I wanted to bring up. So uh, the first main one is Tyler Heineke. He's going to start some games this year. There's no doubt in my mind Desmond Ritter is dog shit. 
Um, so make sure you guys, if Tyler Heineke is out there in your dynasty leagues, stash him. He's going to be starting some games here at some point soon because you cannot, you know, I know they won the game and and he was efficient, if you want to call it that, but it was like 18 attempts. I don't even know if he got over 100 yards. Uh, Drake London had one target. Kyle Pitts hadn't done anything until the third quarter. Um, yeah, it was really bad. I, I, I don't know how they could stand watching that anymore. So Heineke at some point will be in there. Uh, Mike White is another one that I wanted to list. Uh, Skylar Thompson was inactive, so that means Mike White is the backup. Mike White, um, that's going to be somebody I want just in case because Tua was taking some shots yesterday too. He was getting hit quite a bit. And we know with his concussion history, like he's going to miss – probably a week or two if he does get another concussion um and it could happen because he is throwing a lot and he's getting hit a lot so he's trying to make those plays down the field to waddle and tyreek those really big plays and they're splashy and we love them and they're great but once mike or uh tua takes another hit man he's gonna be missing another couple weeks with with this concussion history so mike white is another guy you want to stash and then the last guy i wanted to mention here was clayton toon just because josh dobbs i saw in some of my leagues he got negative points so, yeah, uh, Clayton Toon, I bet you, after a couple weeks of this Josh Dobbs stuff and he's terrible, uh, they're going to cut it over to Clayton Toon here at some point for sure. All right, so running backs for redraft. So the first guy I wanted to bring up, he might not be out there a total uh, a lot in some of your leagues, but just in case, Tyler Algier, I think that's one of the guys you got to pick up this week. He played 56% of snaps, 15 for 75, two touchdowns, and he got all the goal line work. Um, and he also caught three balls for 19 yards. So if Algier happens to be out there, that's definitely one guy I'm picking up. Um, the Ravens. So obviously Justice Hill and Gus Edwards um, played You know, after J.K. Dobbins. Hill had 30% of the snaps. He only had eight carries for nine yards, but he had two of the touchdowns. Gus Edwards, 23% of the snaps, eight carries for 32 yards. Uh, they said Melvin Gordon will get called up. They were glad that they had him, so Melvin Gordon is going to get a call up as well. I still think the guy to own here is Gus Edwards. Um, it's probably honestly going to be a three-way fuck fest. So you're going to want to, you know, if you can pick up uh, one of these guys for cheaper, then go ahead and just see what happens. But Melvin Gore's going to get picked up a lot this week. So it was Justice Hill and Gus Edwards. I personally think it's going to be Gus Edwards. He knows the system the best, and he's been the most productive over his career over these um, other guys. Just Well, Melvin hasn't really been there, but uh, Justice Hill, this has got to be like his first two touchdowns in his career. Like The guy hasn't played in two years, so I'm going to trust Gus Edwards if I have to pick one guy. They also did not throw to any of the running backs in the past game, so that's just going to be a thing. It's just all rushing with these guys. Uh, Jerome Ford's another one I want to bring up. He was the clear backup, and he played 41% of the snaps. Chubb had 49%, uh, and Jerome Ford had 15 carries, but nothing in the receiving game. He'll get some receiving game eventually, uh, but we just wanted to bring up Jerome Ford that he was definitely clear of the backup there and somebody I'd like to own just in case Chubb does get hurt. Deion Jackson. So he played 71% of the snaps, just didn't do anything. He was 13 for 14 in the rushing game and 5 for 14 in the receiving game. I think just I want to go with him for right now as the guy who's going to be in there on pass downs, but I think Zach Moss comes back this week, and Zach Moss is going to be the hammer. But Deion Jackson in your deeper redraft leagues, dynasty leagues, I think that's somebody you want to hold on to. Um, I put a tweet out before the games, or before uh, on Saturday, 
hey, Deion Jackson for any third, he's gone. I think I got one deal done, honestly. Um, it could have been any fourth as well, personally. Just anything you could have got for Deion Jackson, he would just became valuable. Um, so he could have been somebody you could have sold. So hopefully you were able to do that. Uh, next guy up, Tajay Spears. He actually outsnapped Derrick Henry 34 to 30 in this game. Uh, he was also in on every single third down. And, but Derrick Henry did have some catches, two for 56 in the receiving game. Spears only had one for one, but he had four targets, ran three carries for 27 yards. So Tajay Spears is definitely going to be a thing. Kind of think of uh, maybe a little better Deion Lewis when Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry were running together. Um, Spears is definitely going to get used this year. So they, they like his explosiveness and what he brings to that offense. So Tajay Spears, definitely a guy that you can maybe consider as a flex play at some point this year. And then uh, another rough one, the Chicago Bears three-way fuck fest at running back. So Roshan Johnson, 29 snaps, 39%. Khalil Herbert, 27 snaps, 36% of the snaps. Deontay Foreman, 21 snaps, 28% of the snaps. Um, yeah, it's just going to be an ugly three-way fuck fest the rest of this year. Uh, you're going to kind of have to hope for an injury, I'm thinking. But I think right now I trust Khalil Herbert, then Roshan, then Foreman would be my bets right now. Um, I think Roshan's going to play a little bit more in the passing game like they've kind of talked about. So that's kind of where I'm at with those guys. If I want to own any of them, it'd be Khalil, then Roshan right now. Josh Kelly, huge game, 16 carries for 91 yards, one touchdown, uh, 39% of the, uh, or 39 snaps total, 48% uh, of the snaps. So really, really good game for Josh Kelly. Um, obviously, Eckler ran for 100 yards too, so they both did really good. That was really good running game for um, the Chargers this week. So Josh Kelly is definitely somebody I want to own on the back end of my bench. Uh, Kenny Gainwell, he was the starter in this game. 41 snaps, 62%, 14 carries, 54 yards, 4 catches for 20 yards. Uh, we'll get to DeAndre Swift later in this um, episode, but man, Gainwell was the starter. Uh, we did hear a couple reports that that could be, but then it like looked like, okay, now it's going to be Swift. Um, yeah, it's just pretty crazy right now, guys. I don't know... I don't know what to think there, but I think Gainwell, if he's out there on your waiver wires, you got to get him, especially on this Eagles offense. And then the last one I wanted to bring up here for redraft is Kyron Williams. 53 snaps, 65% of the snaps. 15 carries, 52 yards, two touchdowns. Was used quite a bit in the receiving game as well. Awesome day from Kyron Williams. Um, I think he is the lead back right now. I think they've kind of shown that. They talked about it last year. I remember I keep bringing up that report about Adam Schefter bringing it up before last year's first game about how Kyron Williams was going to be a big part of this offense, um, and that was with Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson on the team. So I think they're going right back right back to it um, right now. Cam Akers, he had 28 snaps, 35%. So on those 28 snaps, he got 22 carries, only 29 yards, had that touchdown um, later on in the game, and had no pass targets. So, yeah, Cam Akers is definitely looking like a wolf right now for me. 
Uh, so dynasty running backs. I only had two dynasty running back stashes in this one, but Travion Williams was the first one. 29% of the snaps over Chris Evans, who played only 12% of the snaps. Um, it looks like to me Travion is the backup right now. If he can get the Samaj P. Ryan role, that would be great. But I think Travion is going to have it a little bit over Chris Evans. Chris Evans is going to get a couple touches here and there, but nothing like significant like a Samaj P. Ryan got last year. And then the last one I wanted to bring up was D. Ernest Johnson. He was active over Jermichael Hasty. He only played one snap, but he was the RB3. So D. Ernest Johnson confirmed RB3 right now for the Jaguars. All right, so now on to the wide receivers for redraft. So this one kind of can go both ways for Dynasty as well. And that's Josh Reynolds for the Lions. He played 70% uh, of the snaps. He was their main outside wide receiver, and he caught four balls for 80 yards. And I don't see that stopping anytime soon here, especially with Jamison Williams out for five more weeks. Amon Ra usually just plays in the slot mainly. There really isn't any competition outside for Josh Reynolds. Uh, there's Marvin Jones, who just looks old and slow, had a fumble. Khalif Raymond's not really an outside receiver. So I think Josh Reynolds is really going to be one of the main focal points of the offense in the passing game um, until Jamison Williams comes back at least. So Josh Reynolds is a guy I don't mind picking up in both redraft and dynasty. Um, and then Allen Robinson, he led the Steelers in snaps at wide receiver. He played 89%, and he caught 5 for 64. So I think Allen Robinson, especially with Deontay being out now probably for maybe a couple weeks to a month, Allen Robinson should be a big part of this offense. So Allen Robinson, if you need some wide receiver help, that's a guy I would pick up. And then... Excuse me. The main wide receiver that I liked here was Kendrick Bourne. He was the clear number one for the Patriots. 73 snaps, 91%, uh, 11 targets, 6 for 64, and 2 touchdowns. Now, obviously, he's not going to get you 2 touchdowns every single week. Uh, but, hey, if he's the main target, the number one guy, I think Kendrick Bourne is finally rounding into form with this Patriots team. Uh, he played over Juju and Demario Douglas and uh, Kayshawn Boutte and all those guys. He was the clear number one by a mile. So Kendrick Bourne, definitely a guy I would pick up right now. Then looking at the uh, dynasty wide receivers I wanted to bring up. So first up was Matt Collins, and this is mainly for best ball. I don't want to start this guy in a re uh, lineup league, but Matt Collins, uh, he had three for 31, 63% of the snaps. He's clearly going to be a part of the Falcons' um, passing game out there when they do pass the ball, which is unfortunate. They don't pass it a lot, but he is a guy that's going to be out there for quite a bit. I did talk about this a couple weeks ago um, about Matt Collins. It's a guy in best ball. I don't mind rostering just to see what happens there. He's going to fall into some touchdowns at some point this year. Um, the other guy I wanted to bring up was LaVisca Chenault, 32% of snaps, 2 for 16 receiving, 2 for 5 rushing. Now, those don't, numbers don't look great. Yes, I agree with you. But he was out there, and they were using him quite a bit, um, especially, like, rushing the ball. Like, they gave him some rushes. He was back in the backfield quite a bit, and then obviously with his receiving work too. I think Chenault in, like, a deeper best ball, um, a really deep dynasty league, that's a guy I might not, you know, mind hanging on to just to kind of see what happens there. If he develops a better role, um, maybe he becomes the new Cordero Patterson and he's get used as a running back. That's kind of what I'm thinking here. So I want to kind of maybe get ahead of it before everyone else does. And if I have the spot to stash him in a deep league, uh, Nick Westbrook and Kine, this is for best ball and probably 
Uh, not a lineup league. Let's just say best ball. 81% of the snaps, 4 for 58. Westbrook Akine, um, he's going to play a lot, clearly. He's going to be out there, and he's going to catch some balls for them, when they're, especially when they're behind and they got to throw the ball. He's not, like, terrible. So on a best ball, I don't mind hanging on to Westbrook Akine. Calvin Austin is next up, especially with Deontay being hurt. 56% of the snaps. He had the most catches on the team with six uh, for 37 yards. He's a speedster type player. I could see Calvin Austin on some best ball teams uh, maybe having a game or two here while Deontay is out. Uh, next one up, Michael Wilson for Arizona, and this is strictly on snaps. 90% of the snaps, um, he was out there more than Marquise Brown was. It wasn't by much, but it was out there for a little bit. Um, he had two catches for 19 yards. So Michael Wilson, if he's out there in your dynasty, shallower dynasty leagues, I don't mind picking him up. That's a rookie who's going to get a lot of playing time. Uh, Green Bay, so Dontavian Wicks and Malik Heath. Um, Wicks led the team in snaps from wide receivers at 37, which was 62%. He only had two targets, no catches, but, um, you know, same with Malik Heath here. Malik Heath got the start, quote-unquote, third on the team in snaps at 29, 48%, one target, zero catches. Yeah, okay, Eric, I see how he, they got no stats at all. Why the hell am I picking these guys up? Because snaps matter. And these guys are going to be out there for snaps. Now, I know Christian Watson's going to come back here. I know Dubs was banged up a little bit. Uh, but these are some guys I don't mind stashing that, hey, these guys are, you know, they're rookies and they're trusting them out there for almost 50 to 60% of the snaps. So I'm taking note of that for sure. Uh, Denver. So Denver was a weird situation. We've heard Marvin Mims, Marvin Mims, Marvin Mims. Oh, he's going to be great. Well, Marvin Mims didn't do shit. And it was little Jordan Humphrey and Brandon Johnson that were ahead of him by a mile. A little Jordan Humphrey, 45 snaps, 70%, two catches, 11 yards, and a touchdown that he had. Brandon Johnson, 32 snaps, 50% of the snaps, two for 31. Now, Brandon Johnson was a guy that had some, uh, some buzz last year with Denver. It didn't really come to fruition, but he was a good player in the preseason, and I know he can play. Little Jordan is a guy that Sean Payton obviously knows from New Orleans. Gave him the fair, you know, the treatment here, and little Jordan did really good. So I don't know if Marvin Mims is just not picking it up. He's not as high as we thought he was in the dynasty community so far. But little Jordan Humphrey, Brandon Johnson, and your deeper best ball leagues, uh, maybe some two guys to pick up here, especially with Judy being out. Uh, Miami. So Cedric Wilson was inactive. It was Braxton Berrios and River Craycraft who kind of split the slot snaps here. So Berrios had 35 snaps, 52%, 3 for 42. Craycraft, 27 snaps, 40%, 3 for 40, and a touchdown. So both of these guys are going to be involved, Berrios and Craycraft, especially if there's some injuries. Um, I definitely like these guys. So they both were over Cedric Wilson. Um, I personally had picked up some Cedric Wilson thinking maybe he's over these guys, especially Craycraft, and he wasn't. So I'm going to have to reverse course this week. If a Barrios or a Craycraft is out there, I'm going to pick those guys up over Cedric Wilson. Um, another one I wanted to mention, I don't really love this guy, even in best ball. 
but he is out there a bunch. Quez Watkins, 52 snaps, 79%, 2 for 17. Obviously, he's really explosive, really good player. Um, it's just the Eagles do not throw, you know, they don't throw to four different, four or five different guys. So I don't love having him, but I just wanted to mention him that he was out there for quite a bit, uh, miles ahead of uh, Olamide Zacchaeus. So if you have Zacchaeus on your roster, go ahead, drop him, pick up somebody else. Uh, the Patriots. So Boutte, 55 snaps, 69%. He was second on the Patriots in snaps at wide receiver, which was surprising to me, especially over Douglas and Juju Smith-Schuster and those guys. He was over both of them by uh, quite a bit here. But he had 0-for-0 zero zero on four targets, so he didn't do anything with them. But I just wanted to note that, hey, Boutte was trusted out there as the second wide receiver behind Kendrick Bourne to play the most snaps. Uh, and then the other one was Demario Douglas, who I did mention. He played 33 snaps, 41%, seven targets, four for 40. So if Demario Douglas is still hanging out there on your waiver wires, go ahead, pick him up. This is a guy who flashed all preseason long. The Patriots trust him, obviously, if he's getting seven targets. Mac Jones trusts him, so make sure you get him on your rosters. And then the last receivers here I wanted to mention, Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua. So both of these guys had massive games. Uh, Tutu, 64 snaps, 79%, 8 targets, 6 for 119. And Puka Nakua, 63 snaps, 78%, 15 targets, 10 for 119 for Puka Nakua. Um, Obviously, I think the defense focused on Van Jefferson a little bit, but hey, I think Tutu and Puka prove that they can play so if they are on your waiver wires for some reason go ahead and pick them up this week for sure in your dynasty leagues i think this is only going to continue especially with cup being out for another three weeks um if not longer um on to the tight ends here real quick so redraft tight ends uh only have a couple here so noah gray um if kelsey misses against i think kelsey's gonna play but just in case noah gray's 88 percent of the snaps he had five targets tied for the team lead three for 31 so if you needed a tight end noah gray could be somebody you could pick up uh zach Ertz, um we heard we're hearing though he could be limited 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 with his acl he's coming back from uh through the first half of the first 1 p.m games he led the nfl in targets i think he had like six or seven targets in like the first half he ended up with 10 six for 21 played 77 percent of the snaps so zach Ertz is obviously going to be a little bit of a thing i don't know if i want to start him though uh, Logan Thomas, this is another guy that I think if you had a shitty tight end like Chig Conquo or something, I think Logan Thomas is going to be a weekly guy that you could depend on. He had eight targets, four for 43, 82% of the snaps, and he's coming off of his injury. No limitations on Logan Thomas. I think he could definitely be a very solid tight end two type for you um, and maybe even somebody you could even start here weekly. And then the last guy I wanted to bring up there was Adam Troutman, 46 snaps, 72%, 5 targets, 5 for 34, kind of like in the Logan Thomas range, maybe a little bit lower than him. Just wanted to bring up um, Logan or, uh, Adam Troutman there. Dynasty tight ends that I noticed. So Kylan Granson, I noticed he's gotten dropped a lot. Um, he actually led the Colts three-headed tight ends that they played, 61% of the snaps. Um, he had six targets, caught four of them for 39 yards. So Kylan Granson, somebody I want to pick up. Josh Oliver for the Vikings, 47% of the snaps. He went three for 32. If something happens to Hawkinson, I think Oliver can at least give you what Irv Smith used to do. So Oliver is a guy in, in your two tight end leagues or higher premium tight end leagues. Josh Oliver is somebody I will go ahead and pick up. 
Foster Moreau. So the Saints played four tight ends, and I'm counting Taysom Hill in that uh, quite a bit in this game. So he was the second tight end. 49% of the snaps had no targets, though, at all. So no receiving work at all for Foster Moreau. But I just wanted to note, hey, he was out there for almost 50% of the snaps. So uh, maybe, you know, injury or something happens there that Moreau is somebody that they're obviously trusting uh, right now. Durham Smythe, I just wanted to bring him up. He had a decent game. He played 100% of the snaps at tight end for the Dolphins. He was out there for every single snap. They had a ton of plays in that high-scoring game against the Chargers. So Durham Smythe is a guy that he's he's definitely in the um, Logan Thomas, Adam Troutman range that I mentioned earlier. And the last one I brought up, and I want to give shout-out to Scott Connor on this one because uh, he mentioned it on our depth chart episode. Donald Parham Jr., 40 snaps, 49%, 3 for 21, and a touchdown. If you've got a deep best ball roster and you're a little weak at tight end, like picking up these guys like Donald Parham, Durham Smythe, Josh Oliver, Kylan Granson, those type of guys, that those can win you a week, man. Those guys get you a touchdown, and you're, you know, you got a starting tight end that's probably beaten half of your league. You know, um, you got Donald Parham, and he's beaten Kyle Pitts, Dallas Goddard, um, Chig Conquo, like all these guys who we thought were going to do good. And you got Donald Parhams and shit like that pe- beating them every single week. So, in your best balls, you know, have a little bit more of an open mind to these tight end twos um, that can maybe catch a touchdown for you um, for it. So, I just wanted to bring that up. And then the last segment, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I had one more tight end, and that was the three-way fuck fest at the Seahawks tight end spot. Noah Fant, 49%, had no no catches. Parkinson, 43%. Will Disley, 31%. Just wanted to bring that up. What a three-way fuck fest it is at the uh, for the Seahawks. If you have Noah Fant in redraft, redraft. Go ahead, drop him because I don't. Uh, I don't think he's going to do anything, not with these types of snap percentages. That's not somebody I wanted to uh, do, uh, put in my lineups. And then uh, last here, the last segment, um, this is a shout-out to my guy, Dynasty Barry. Uh, hopefully he listens to this. This is going to be Eric's What the Fuck Are We Doing Here, Man segment. So what's that segment? It's the me looking through all the snap shares and the box scores and all that and just asking what the fuck are we doing here, man, to these coaches and these players and, and what the hell we're doing here. So first one up, Jameer Gibbs, 19 snaps, only 27% snap share. Well, I mean, what are we doing here? we got to get Jameer Gibbs more involved. I think that's going to happen here. Mike Boone, 24% of the sna- or 24 snaps, 31%, and he played uh, more than Devin Singletary did. He only caught the ball. I think he had uh, four targets. I think he caught like one or two of them. But Mike Boone was out there you know, quite a bit, especially over Devin Singletary. So don't know what happened there. Trenton Irwin, he was the wide receiver four still over Charlie Jones and Andre Osavis. So I wanted to bring that up. Uh, Will Levis was inactive, so obviously he lost the job to Malik Willis to start. Uh, Levis did get hurt there, so I'm thinking that's probably what it was. Um, So Tyrion Davis-Price, another one. He was inactive, but that was because of Jordan Mason, and he played special teams. So Mason played 17 special team snaps in this game, and he didn't play any offensive snaps. So I just wanted to bring this one in here to let people know, hey, don't just go and drop. 
Tyrion Davis price this week. You were going to probably have to take some inactives with him. It's going to take an injury to Elijah Mitchell or Christian McCaffrey or Mason or whoever for TDP to get active on the roster. But he should be pretty decent when he does come in. Um, that's just a numbers game right now for TDP. He's gotten being inactive right now. I mentioned Zach Ertz earlier, 77% of the snaps over Trey McBride, 37%. And they just also had to have Jeff Swaim in there for 29% of the snaps. Like, what the fuck are we doing here, Cardinals? I know they're trying to tank. They're, they suck. Um, but, yeah, what are we doing here? Can, can we get Trey McBride out there? Like, you drafted this guy high. He's got the athletic pedigree to go out there and do good. And we're still fucking worried about Zach Ertz. You're trying to tank. I don't know why they're playing Zach Ertz. Stupid. Keontae Ingram, four carries for negative five yards. Uh, Amari DiMercato did play a couple snaps, too. But, like, if Ingram can't get shit going, like, he's just going to get sunk to the bottom very quickly. Um, Greg Dortch, now this is another guy that um, I read some rumors on that he could be over uh, Rondale Moore and be starting uh, here in week one. That didn't come to fruition. He played 11 snaps, all of them were on special teams, did not play one offensive snap. So Greg Dortch, you can hang on to him in your deeper leagues, but if you have to drop him, it's okay. Uh, this is a shout-out to uh, Mike Antonio Gibson. Three for nine, one for ten, and a brutal fumble. Um, I'm pretty sure Antonio Gibson is going to have some better games, but uh, this game was not one. They could have used him. It wasn't like a blowout game. They could have used him in the past game, and they just decided not to. So, woof. Another big woof. Valus Jones inactive. Woof. Um I don't think many people are carrying Bayless Jones. I've seen him on pretty much all my waiver wires. But if there is one of you out there that is still carrying Bayless Jones for some reason, please go ahead and drop him. This is your PSA to do that. Um, Hunter Renfro. This one, mind-boggling to me. 13 snaps, 22% of the snap share. Didn't even get a target. He was fucking invisible out there. I didn't even see him. He might play for one week here with Jacoby Myers being out, but he is clearly not in the plans for the Raiders. So, um, I mean, I think people, that's like a sabotage drop for Renfro. Let somebody else deal with it and waste the roster spot. But if, um, if you have Hunter Renfro... I'd maybe spam him for any third in the league because if he's going to probably start this week with Myers being out. I think i just sell him for any third, try and get something for Hunter Renfro this week uh, because for whatever reason, Josh McDaniels just does not like this guy, does not know how to use him or whatever it is. The other uh, couple more Raiders ones, Hooper and Mayer, split the snaps 51% and 49%. Why? Why the fuck is Austin Hooper out there? Like, I get he's a professional tight end and he's a decent player. He's not like, um, he's not the greatest, but, you know, like, get Michael Mayer out there. You fucking drafted him high. Get him out there. What the fuck are we doing? Uh, next, Zamir White, only five snaps. Like, Amir Abdullah played more offensive snaps than he did. Like, Zamir White was pretty decent in the preseason, did good, and we're just going to reward him with five snaps. Like, I don't want another year of him just getting fucking no snaps at all, uh, just like he did last year. So that one is concerning to me. Marvin Mims, I brought up earlier, 17 snaps, 27%, and we're playing fucking Brandon Johnson and little Jordan Humphrey over him. So... You know, what, what the hell are we doing there? And then the report, um, I saw, if you guys get to have Sleeper, obviously, you saw the report of uh, Jaleel McLaughlin is in, in line for significant carries this week. Played five fucking snaps. 
They fucking lied about it. And then they lied, too, about Javante Williams. Oh, we're going to monitor his snaps. They played him a shit ton. He's the most uh, used running back on the team. So don't believe anything Sean Payton says um, from here on out, basically. Uh, Javante played way over Jaleel McLaughlin, and they never even used him. Um, I mentioned the Cedric Wilson inactive one. Uh, We'll do that later. Uh, Isaiah Spiller, he was inactive and behind Josh Kelly and Elijah Dotson. Elijah Dotson only had one snap all game, though, so it was clearly just Eckler and Kelly. But it's interesting that Dotson was ahead of Spiller. But they didn't have Dotson on special teams at all. So that's even more concerning for me that, okay, I could see activating Dotson and then he played like 20 different uh, special team snaps, but they didn't even do that. So I don't know what's up there with Spiller. Um, and then the last one, the DeAndre Swift usage. 19 snaps, one carry for three yards, one catch, zero yards. I think he had two or three targets in the past game. What the fuck are we doing with DeAndre Swift? Um, God, you can't get a first for DeAndre Swift anymore. Do you want to sell him for a second? I, I think I probably would. I'd sell DeAndre Swift for a second because I just I don't see this guy ever being the lead back that we all thought he could be. Be this you know thousand yard rusher and maybe get you know you know five hundred six hundred receiving yards on top of it. Like I don't ever see that again for DeAndre Swift. So if you're concerned about him like I am, I might just spam my whole league for seconds. You can have DeAndre Swift. So that's where I'm at with DeAndre Swift. But, no, appreciate you guys joining me here. I'm going to try to keep these to 30 to 45 minutes weekly. Uh, we'll be coming out every uh, Tuesday morning here for you guys so you guys can listen to it to work before you do your waiver wires. Um, you know, we're just uh, going to be recording these on Monday evenings, so this is where I'm recording Monday evening. So whatever happens in the Monday night games, I did not see it, so I just want to give that as a fair warning to everybody. Uh, but we want to get this out early for you guys on Tuesday morning so you have it ready to go, ready to do your waiver wires on Tuesday. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at EricVanekNFL. Follow my podcast at America's Game Pod as well. Uh, we come out every Thursday for you guys. And then Thursday evenings, the YouTube video, live video drops for that as well. So if you want to check that out, appreciate it. Sundays, we got the Start Sit Show, me, Adam, and Mike, the 4D Chess Guys, and all the other podcasts podcasts that we got going on on the network uh, we got articles t-rocks writing some articles as well on the website so make sure you guys check that out as well um, it's going to be pumping man we got a you know south Harmon is on the rise we're kicking ass right now I'm, I'm proud to be a part of this team so we're doing really good right now hopefully you guys are enjoying the content you know any feedback or for anything you can contact myself or any of the other guys um, you know we'll always listen to any kind of feedback that you guys have as well so uh, appreciate you guys very much and until next week we'll see you